This time on Driftless Drinks, we talk wheat beers. Wait, what did you say? Wheat beers. Wheat beer? Why are you emphasizing the H? Was I? Let's get after it. Welcome to Driftless Drinks. My name is Mark. My name is John. And today on Driftless Drinks, we are sampling wheat beers. John, Mm. can you tell us a little bit about what we have in front of us today? So in front of us is Allagash White, which is described as a Belgian-style wheat beer. I will say that again. Wheat beer. There we go. Okay. (laughs) Specifically... On the label, which I'm not going to go around, I'll let you go around the rest of it, but it does say beer with coriander and what is that word? Caraco? Caraco? Orange peel. Curacao? Which is maybe the Curacao? I don't know. I've never learned how to pronounce that word. I was hoping you knew. Maybe I could learn something. Caraco. It's got the little thing hanging on the end of the sea. I don't know what that means. How the hell do you pronounce that? I thought that was the way the label was washed out. No, no, oh, that's yeah. like a that that's like a letter that isn't in the twenty six that I know. They should have picked a simpler beer. <laughs> yeah, no kid. Well, uh, okay. I don't know. I don't know how simply more simple you can get than this stuff. This is from Allagash Brewing, out of Portland, Maine, and this is uh, let's see, what else does it say here? You know what? Do you want? To, there's not much more on this bottle. Okay. I see a I see a date. We're well within the date, I think. Yeah. No, that's that's the born on date, isn't it? Do you want me Hold to? Because we've got we've got beer from different batches. That this is so, true. Do you? So mine says bottled on. This was good. Five months ago. Hmm. Mine's pretty fresh. Yeah. This one says we brew this award-winning Belgian-style wheat beer with coriander and curacao orange peel. To be citrus forward, hazy, and refreshing. 5.6% alcohol by volume, 12 fluid ounces bottled. And Yours is 5.6? 5.2. Sorry, oh, did okay. I say 5.6? Yeah, I was thinking I'll, maybe you had a little bit more of a, uh, a stronger batch there. No, it's just it's got some condensation on it. and you know. Condensation. Condensation. <laughs> Brewed and bottled by Allagash Brewing Company in Portland, Maine. We're really going to beat uh, this to death today. Good lord! There's like Seth there's MacFarlane's going to be calling for royalties. It's an homage. Yeah, you know, we're, we're sending love this mo- way. We need the money. Screw that guy. Yeah, no kidding. So this says, "Rouse your yeast with a bottle upside down, gently swirl to nope. enrich the beer's flavor." I ain't doing it. Then it says, "Flip open and enjoy." I'm doing it because I'll tell you what. I've been disappointed in the. This is. Out of the six pack, because we buy six, I bought six pack of bottles. I did too. Uh, yeah, you can buy this in twelve packs, and they, I think they make bombers and other stuff too. But I've been disappointed in the other ones. And really? Yeah, and I'll get into it once we get this thing poured. So I'm going to f- turn mine over. So gently swirl. I did give this a real quick swirl in here. And you can see yeah. sediment from the bottom, like wisping up through the center of the bottle. It was oh, yeah. kind of interesting. I'm calling bullshit on this whole swirl the bottle stuff because 
so many times I've had wheat beer, which is typically unfiltered, and we I'm sure you will get into this in sort of the history lesson portion of our uh, beer tasting here later. But I've been burned on this all the time where you go to bars and it's like, oh, you got to like swirl the shit in the bottom of it and get all this clumped up, used up yeast into your glass. No thanks, pal. Like, <laughs> I don't mind having the the sediment come into the beer, you know, mm-hmm. because it's a part of the process. But to just dredge up all this crap from the bottom to throw into your glass in gigantic chunks that you somehow now have to try to, <laughs> you know, digest as you're drinking the rest. No thanks. Just, just pour the beer out as you normally would pour a beer. Whatever's going to come out is going to come out. You don't need to agitate all this stuff at the bottom. That's my personal feeling. Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> no, I think you're right. I think that really is your personal feeling. Yes, that does uh, resonate yeah. to me exactly. <laughs> I think so. it is. So here's the thing with it. There's a little bit of a controversy with this Allagash White because of the style and controversy. So I'm gonna I'm gonna empty. I'm gonna go ahead and I, th- I think we open it. All right, let's I'm just gonna, do I'm that gonna, and then we'll get into the whole. Yeah. Is this well, actually well, whatever? I don't know. So I have go. no idea where you're going with this, John, and I do not pre-script much of these shows. So it's like, <laughs> no, I, I don't know where he's going with this, but if he's going to tell me it's not beer, we're not going to end up in a happy place. Okay, you ready? No, no. <laughs> I am. All right. Three, three two, two, one. One. Oh, it didn't. I was worried it was going to explode. Oh, it's oh, it got a little bubbly. bit of a rising head out the top. Yeah. Drop. All right, going yeah. into the glass, into the double D tulip. Oh, okay. All right. All right, so it's pouring out cloudy, as is to be expected. I'm getting the whole thing out of there. This is a, again, this is a 12 ounce bottle going into a 16 ounce glass. Hmm. And that is a bright, cloudy, yellow head. Yep. And I'm happy to see it. And a really, I'm, I'm sorry, it's it's a white, it's a it's a nice foamy head, but that's a nice yellow cloudy beer with a good head on it. I think it's somewhere between like lemon and straw colored. Yep. Yeah, And as you exactly. hold it up to the light, it is, geez. It's a brightish yellow. It's like translucent, but mm-hmm. almost a thick, like a really heavy coating like it's hard to get light through it almost right and see the thing about it is that in the bottle huh. you could read the back of the label yep through the bottle you sure could so before we did the whole shake and pour thing it was fairly clear in the bottle we'll take a i'm going to take a quick pick for the gram here and we'll uh we'll be back in a second stick a nose in this thing so we'll be back in a moment and we're back if you want to see that uh that image make sure you follow us on instagram we'll we try to put up these beers about a week or so ahead of time so you can maybe get one and then drink it with us while we're doing the podcast we'd love that but hey if you hit us up, say hi. We're on Facebook as well. And don't forget, of course, drifflestrengths.com. 
Yep. So and, we'd love to hear from you. And you can check us out at our fans only account. Um, <laughs> yeah. If you want to see more pictures of us with beer. And fans. Because fa- the fans only is completely different than only fans. Yeah. Just, just right. so you know. Yeah. It's the fans only. It's us. Did I say that wrong? God. With fans. I'm an idiot. <laughs> I was trying to make a funny joke and then it up, which probably made it even funnier. <laughs> That's Not for better. me, though. <laughs> it's embarrassing. Oh, well, that's embarrassing. All right, shall we uh, stick a nose in it? Okay. We've come this far. I uh, See, that's delightful. That is. Oh, all right. So, yeah, there is a kind of a lemony zest in here. Yeah, and I'm the coriander. Yep. I'm not getting I'm not getting orange peel, but I don't know what curacao orange peel is. We should look it up. I'm going to look it up we while should... we're sniffing around here. All right. Literally and figuratively. Kira, Kira. Oh, it's an island country. Oh, is it? Okay. Kirk, does it have a pronunciation guide? I'm not smart enough to read it, <laughs> but yes, it does. Oh, it's actually an S sound. It's an S sound. Okay. Curious. Curious. Oh, Curacao. Okay. Sal, yeah. Huh, Curacao. Okay, that word pronounced that way, I recognize. I didn't recognize it written out for me. It's but the C is like a C with a little S E dangle at the bottom. Yeah, yeah. And it's off the off the coast of Venezuela. Not too far from Aruba. So maybe the maybe the oranges there smell like lemons. I don't know. Could be. I mean it does smell zesty, and there is a little bit of that kind of spice note to it. Boy, the lacing on here is nice too. I really enjoy the carbonation of this. But wheat beers tend to be a little stickier on the side of the glass, so Time for the science portion. We should uh, take a reading just to see where we're drinking this at. Oh, yeah, yeah. See where we're going to start. 55. That's not bad. Might be a little warmer than it probably should be. 55.2 on mine. Hey, I had that too as well. I just didn't I just didn't mention it. Oh. I was just rounding up. <laughs> or down, as it were. Well, I was rounding, yes. I know. It's one of those things when you say the word rounding, you always want to say, well, I'm <laughs> rounding up. When I'm it rounding is, you up. Just you know, rounding. You're, you're rounding, yeah. All right. Shall we try it? All right. Down, z- down the hatchins. Mm. I like this beer. That That is, okay, that is quite bright. It is. I mean, the flavor is bright. The wheat back end is there. The coriander doesn't come through as much, but there's a, you can tell that there's a spice in there mm-hmm. somewhere. Because I've had wheat beers that had a real pronounced coriander note sure. to it where you could actually go oh yeah hey, look there's coriander and some Belgian some other Belgian beer that wasn't wheat that had coriander in it that was does the same thing I don't know that the lemons there especially in the end mm-hmm. to me the lemon is present throughout there's like a there's a really strong hint of it as it hits your palate and then as it goes away it fades into like a lemongrass kind of a it's nice and creamy mm-hmm. the mouthfeel I really enjoy on this that's one of the things that uh, I enjoy about most wheat beers is they tend to be a little bit, I wouldn't say chewy, or, but they are a little bit thicker. They can be a little more... Uh, yeah, more viscous. They've got a, bingo. They've got a, they're, they're a little... That's yeah. the word I wanted. Thanks, John. If you see guys from Belgium pour these things, they make a point of inverting the glass to get the foam out, and they actually draw that foam across the top. So they're actually... They try to build a head out of it. So they actually want it a little more agitated. So that's one of the things I was going to mention about it. When I had the first couple of these, 
I didn't do what we just did, which was to invert it and kind of and swirl mm -hmm. it around a little bit to get the stuff off the bottom. I had a negative reaction to it because what I ended up pouring was this really crystal clear beer that had very little character to it. Like there, it just wasn't what I would have expected a wheat beer to be, and and that's the thing about the styles. And when they say that this is a Belgian style wheat beer, that's saying something very specific that I thought it was failing on, and it wasn't. I failed it because I didn't read the bottle. So I'm gonna own this. One. I am too. I need to go back and cut the entire rant I had about not swirling around in the bottom of the. Although that is still usually the way I'm going to go about that because most wheat beers that you yeah. have out of a bottle have enough body to carry it, whereas this one needs a little help. And I don't mean that in a well, detrimental way. I'm just saying if you, if you do, like we just did, read the bottle and say give it a good swirl before you pour it in a glass and then all of a sudden comes out creamy <laughs> goodness, I'll read the bottle and follow the instructions. I mean, I'm guilty of not doing that before. We're no beer experts. I mean, I drank a lot of beer, some of it probably incorrectly. But, you know, I learned something new yeah, every yeah. day. I'll eat that one. The, the reason that you and I have a an immediate negative reaction to it is because a lot of the beers that we drink are bottle conditioned. And bottle conditioned beers don't necessarily want that yeast right. in it. So, and what that means is that there's a couple of ways to carbonate beer. And one of the traditional ways of doing it not the only traditional way, but the, a common traditional way of doing that was to not filter the, the beer when you bottle it. And instead, you go ahead and let a little yeast stay in there. And then when you prime it, which is adding sugar to it, it actually creates you know the carbonation in the bottle over time, and that's bottle conditioning. And what that does is um, allows enough time for that yeast to settle down to the bottom. So then you pour that off, you, you pour the beer off, and you leave the yeast in the glass. This is an exception to that, where the yeast is part of what they're trying to deliver, as well as the particulates that are in that. Because that, that lemon peel, if that's still in there, if the coriander's still in there, um, those kind of particulates, they're gonna need to add to the beer. Other beers, nah. You know, it. you can read some of them, like they'll add chocolate to it, or they'll add something, you know, that actually went into the beer, like, I don't know, 5,000 patch key donuts <laughs> or something like that. And they'll say, you know, hey, give this a swirl or gently roll the can. If it's a can, you gently roll it, and which I did for the uh, carrot cake beer, which was not a podcast. That was on our YouTube channel. Right. So if you look up Driffle Strings on YouTube, you can see the carrot cake episode um, and probably also want to look up the guacamole one, too, because that's there is a similar it's a similar vein. It's worth watching. Yeah, this is one of those things where it pays to read labels and for a couple of reasons, and I harp on this probably about every other episode. But number one, Allagash does a great job of saying bottled on gives you the date and the time of day. Uh -huh. I give kudos yep. to Allagash for doing this because not all brewers are this kind. Because it, it's important as a consumer to know that a, what you're getting is going to be in an age range that is expected to be the life of the beer on a shelf somewhere, right? And mm -hmm. and B, it uh, it tells you how well that distributors and individual stores are keeping track of their stock. 
And the other thing I like about mm-hmm. Allagash, what they're doing here, is it's less marketing. The marketing is in the uh, in the drawing on the label, and less in the verbiage, because we've both yeah. seen. And I'm sorry, I'm going off on a little bit of a tangent here, but we've had so many beers that give you some sort of bullshit backstory that tell you nothing of a the beer, b the style, or c how you should drink it. As, as many of those as there are that are disappointing, there are ones like this from Allagash that are trying to do all of the right things, not only by uh, themselves in trying to market their beer, but by you, the consumer, who should be smart enough to read the label mm-hmm. and, and make good decisions <laughs> thereafter. So yeah. I... Yeah. We the, we the consumer who should be smart yeah, enough to read exactly. the label. Like, okay. Off my sofa. I didn't at first. So uh, we'll take a quick break and we'll talk wheat styles and we'll give this one another another pass. All right, we are back. And John, I think you've got a little bit of a history lesson on wheat beers in general and maybe a little bit more specific with this particular style of wheat beer uh what's uh what can we learn today well so the the history of wheat beer is long and expansive because it is one of the oldest and most commonly used grains in beer so to talk the history of wheat beers is to kind of talk the history of beer it has been used so long that it's just endemic to beer the only thing that's the only grain that's used more is um, malted barley and so really a wheat beer in today's standards is anything where there's a substantial amount of wheat used that's not a percentage kind of thing like you know bourbons have to be 51 percent right. corn nothing like that there's no there's no standard like that so if you use a lot of wheat you can call it a wheat beer there are five general styles of wheat beer so you've got an american wheat um and bell's oberon's a really good example mm. of that um very drinkable beer, really good stuff. Um, they use American yeasts. They don't use, um, they don't use you know much for like spices. There's no heavy clove. There's no banana character to it. You know that's a one of the characters that comes up in this beer. Allagash White here has a bit of a banana flavor to it. There's a little bit in the background, a little hint of that. And American wheat has more of a hop character to it. Another example of that is Blue Moon, mm. which they call they call a Belgian white, which is technically a. a would be a Belgian whip beer like Allagash, but I don't know. I think it's more of an American style, if you ask me. So the next one is the Belgian style whip beer, like Allagash. Whip beer meaning white beer in Dutch. It dates back to about the 14th century, which is a long way back. It's older than like Sayasins only go back to about the 18th century. 700 years, but my math. Yeah, good. Goes, my goes math too. By, it's a long way. Yep. All right. Good. Uh, they're always cloudy, which is why I was worried about the Allagash. And once we learned to spin it, it's like, oh, well, that fixed it. They tend to be bready. They have a lot of citrus notes to them, um, which we got. I didn't get bready out of this, but I definitely got citrus out of this. So you've got the Belgian style whip beer. Then you've got the Berliner, the Berliner style Weiss. The best one that I saw is one called Creature Comforts, which is Athena is the name of the beer. Creature Comforts gotcha. is the brewer. Athena is their beer. Those tend to be really pretty tart and they can be, they actually will often add a syrup to them. And it might be a raspberry or one that's really common is a woodruff, which I had to look that up. It's a woodruff is called a master of the woods and it kind of has a, it's an herb and it's kind of got a sweet hay-like 
kind of flavor to it. They tend to be pale, but unfiltered. And there's not much hop, hop flavor to them. And a lot of the times they'll have uh, some wild yeast, especially Breton Myases, it's added to it. So you get a really tart flavor out of these. So that's a Berliner style Weiss. You see one of those, you're in kind of, you're not quite Sourland, but you're getting there. Right. Then you get a German style Hefeweizen. Sierra Nevada uh, makes one called Kellerweiss. Mm. Um, that's a really good, that's a really good yep. wheat beer. But the German style Hefeweizens, basically that means yeast wheat is, is what Hefeweizen means. They have strong banana and clove flavors and often vanilla and bubblegum, which is a flavor that you're going to get out of a lot of beers that are bright and might have some of these, some of these uh, yeasty characters, right? So yeast plays an important part of it. So we've got the American wheat, we've got the Belgian style wit beer, we've got the Berliner style uh, Weiss, and we've got the German style Hefeweizen. And then there's one more that's worth mentioning, and that is the German style Dunkelweizen. Ooh, yes. Eyinger, uh, Sierra Nevada uh, makes them. Sam Adams makes one. Basically, it's a cross between the Hefeweizen that we just talked about and a Dunkel, which is uh, a very caramely kind of ale. It's really, really good stuff. They're going to be sweet, malty. There's a little chocolate-like, and they'll definitely have some banana and clove to it as well. So you're going to get some of these back notes from it. It's a very complete beer. Yes. Uh, and I think having Dunkel one the, means dark, right? I believe so. Yeah. And that comes from, a lot of the flavor is going to come from uh, the yeast. So they're going to use a Weizen yeast. So any of these, the Hefeweizen, the Weizen, and the and the Dunkelweizen all use this Weizen ale yeast that will have some of these vanilla clove banana flavors. Yep. And I can tell you uh, the Eyinger Erdinger makes one. It's also pretty good. Mm -hmm. uh, and I just lost the third one that I was going to mention for a really good dunkle. The Eyinger is far and away my favorite. Yeah, if you want to, if you want to look that uh, that brewery up, it's a it's A Y I N G E R. Anyway, you you really can't, can't go, go wrong with any of their beers, but their dunkle vices are really good. That's the overview of wheat beers. There's there's plenty of them out there. Uh, if all you ever experienced is Blue Moon. You've barely seen the tip of the iceberg. Scratching the surface there. But if you're um, into Blue Moon. Nothing wrong with good Blue Moon. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're both on the same page. I was just going to say, if you're into Blue Moon, you know, now you have a whole palette of beers to play with. Yeah. Go out. Go out. Try one of these Allagashes. Definitely give it a, a spin before you put it into the uh, gentle spin before you open it up and pour it out. Another one that we were talking about, actually I have another one of those here, uh, is St. Uh, St. Bernardus. Makes a wit beer. So you, you, you before, have me saying it wrong now. Before John gets too deep into this, I was sort of making light of the uh, St. Bernardus label by calling it all kinds of St. Insert words that start with the letter B here names, not uh, excluding uh, St. Bernardibus. What else did we have? We had uh, St. Barabbas. We had yeah, St. Uh, Barabbas. That's, that's the one that throws me. Yeah. Uh, so St. Barney Fifus. St. <laughs> uh, Barney Fifus. <laughs> so I, I was just totally ripping John earlier. Now he can't oh, think straight. I can't, the poor oh, soul I can't. on the other other side of the screen here from me has had way too much me already <laughs> in this episode. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. Holy cow. Okay. What? What do you Never got mind. there? So I turned I turn the uh, St. Bernardus can to the side, and mm. I thought it was 11.2%. <laughs> <laughs> It's 11.2 ounces in the can. 
Not 11.2%. I was like, I don't remember it being that hefty, but no, it's only 5%. Yeah. It, Why is there only the 5 th- ounces in here? This is a really big can. <laughs> 5 ounces. Well, we'll t- we'll take a short break. We'll come back and uh, we'll do some final thoughts and maybe talk food pairings on this bad boy. And we're back. Okay, Mark. You got 30 seconds, man. What do you think of Allagash White? I like it. It's light, zesty, fun. It's got a great mouthfeel, which to me, again, very important thing. Uh, Nice and light and creamy. And uh, super crushable, easy to drink. So I got to agree. It's, uh, It's very light. This one's really citrusy. The, the spinning of the bottle fixed all the issues that I had with the first two bottles. Oh, my I God. Yeah, I learned so much today. Yeah. Uh, it turned it from, you know, a wannabe to an actual wheat beer, in my opinion. And I I think it, it really it really brightens up. So if what you want is a nice, bright, easy-to-drink beer, this is it. The first thing I want to have this with is fries. Give, give me some, like, homemade fries with this. All right. I do... Do like a like a white pizza, you know, pizza's got white sauce yeah, on yeah. it. That'd be good. You know, some kind of smoked salmon. It'd, it'd be it'd pair well with that. The sharpness of that with the smokiness of the salmon, I think, would be really good. Ooh, yeah. Um, call there. Yeah, and you know, and otherwise, I mean, and all all wheat beers go with cheese. Sure. To me, it it almost uh, would pair well with like a a nice ice cold salad with a strawberry vinaigrette. That's sort of a thing. Mm. A little bit more of a fruit and greens situation and some uh pungent cheese per, you know like a blue cheese on there too and then oh, kick yeah, back one yeah. of these like sounds pretty good to me yeah and you know the thing about it is that that fruit would really would really set this thing up yeah. that's i think that's probably one of the reasons like you know when you talk about like the berliner style weiss you you're you know they actually add raspberry to that sometimes sure. so that's yeah so it, it really works you're right it would work really well that way Hey, if you're gonna have a cookie with this beer, what would it be? What cookie would it be? Uh, you know, I'd probably. We were we were talking off mic about uh, about Girl Scout cookies, and I gotta say that shortbread cookie. Yeah, that's exactly where I was going with could, it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not not the lemon one, because I think the lemon one would fight. Yeah, fight that'd be over short. Yep. Yeah, that that shortbread sandwich cookie with that little white cream in the middle. Driftless Drinks Studio Recording, courtesy of HPJ Studios in Tomo, Wisconsin. Be sure to subscribe and rate us wherever you get your podcasts, and like us on Facebook and Instagram, where we feature each episode's brews a week or so ahead of time. Visit us at driftlessdrinks.com where you can comment on each episode, and drink along with us on the Driftless Drinks YouTube channel. Well, that's it for this episode of Driftless Drinks and the Allagash White Wheat Beer episode. We're so glad you could be here. My name is John. My name is Mark. And keep a cold one handy for us. Please do. Yeah, you're, you're, every, everybody's going to screw up. You're going to screw up some more. At some point, you're going to pick up a perfectly good bottle of beer, and then you're going to pour it out, and you're going to go, this sucks. And then you're going to open another one later on and go, yeah, this still sucks. And then you're going to open another one, and you're going to open and say, well, I'm going to have to power through it. And then you're going to do it on mic and actually read the flipping bottle <laughs> and go, 
Oh, now it tastes good. Oh my gosh. I wonder why they I wonder why his face isn't there. Like they don't have it's it's just the can. Like it's the shape of St. Berna uh, uh, St. Barabbas or St. St. B. A. Baracus. <laughs> that was God. great. I paid the food, don't eat my cereal. Like, I, I know where you're at, dude. Like, sometimes I think I'm funny, too, and nobody else does because nobody in your audience is laughing. But I love your commitment to a joke. Like, <laughs> you, you will go on that hill and stand there to die. There's right, no I mean, end in like, sight right now, dude. You got to pull the nose up. <laughs> We're crashing into the ocean. <laughs> All right, I'm going I'm to hit the stop button. Cool whip.